The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello and welcome to the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand. I'm your host for today's episode, Dave Allison, and I'm excited to be talking all about marketing of tax management. If I look back at our largest offices, the ones that are gathering more client assets than anybody else in our company, there's one common denominator. They are all using tax management as a strategic differentiator in their marketing, whether it's live uh, seminars or educational workshops, whether it's virtual, whether it's online search engine optimization, website content, so much of it revolves around tax management because tax management is such a popular topic right now and it's a differentiator. You see so many people, consumers, they know about tax preparation. They might even know about tax planning. But to take it to a whole nother level, we've built the tax management journey to help people have a proactive way to maximize their income and minimize their taxes. And so in this panel discussion, I'm led and joined by some of our top offices, and they're going to share how they've been able to successfully apply the concept of tax management into their marketing efforts. I hope you enjoy. So what I'd like to do is invite Greg Hammer from Hammer Financial, Gary Pelfrey from JL Smith, Charles Weldy from CP Weldy Group, and Nick Ryland from Vantage to jump up here. And uh, I'm gonna go just ask them some questions. I wanna hear what they're doing with tax management, tax planning, and how it's making a difference in their business. Thanks, guys. That was right. one of my better pictures. <laughs> I just don't know how you got your eyeballs to pop out that far. All right, so the first question that I want to ask, and I'd just kind of love to hear each of you share your perspective, because I know you're at like different evolutions of this in your business. Um, but when you came through the tax management journey for the first time, so we've been running tax management journey for, I think, three years now. I know, Charles, you were in the first class we ever did. I can't remember uh, anyone else. But like, since attending that, thinking back two, three years ago, how have you implemented it in your business and then like how have you built upon it like in your practice from a day-to-day -day operational uh, marketing prospecting sitting down with clients um, and gary maybe you can start because you know you're as you, you've mentioned in the different panels you're doing the fit calls like in the round table yesterday um, how are you setting the stage in the fit calls talking about tax management as a differentiator um, Absolutely. It's not working. There you go. <laughs> okay. You're on now. Um, so really, the the goal is, um, you know, in the early stages of the practice, we were really taking on uh, just about anyone that would allow us to help, and we got to the point where we realized that our advisor's time 
was uh, occupied with a lot of non-profitable uh, work. So, you know, we're really filtering on the front end to make sure anything that we add at this point is going to be uh, someone that we can help in a lot of the other areas as well, other than just the tax. Um, so we're trying to manage it on the front end so we don't create the problems that we've had to solve, um, you know, over the last few years. Um, and that's where the uh, right fit call really comes into play, is just um, filtering that front end of the funnel. Yeah, what I found, and, and this was kind of what really helped aspire me to get away from tax planning and more to tax management, is I was getting these right fit calls, and I just feel like there's a ton of do-it-yourselfer engineers that they want to manage their own money at Vanguard or wherever, but what's the one thing that they really need help with? Tax stuff, right? And like, I feel like you could, you could bring those people on all day long, but it kind of frustrated me because I was not converting them to wealth management, which is where I truly know we deliver our best work to clients. And so just going from removing tax planning into tax management and that the only way they get it is if they're hiring us to manage their whole, this whole kind of comprehensive wealth management situation has been a game changer through those fit calls. And the other thing that I shared it in the tax breakout, and I uh, attribute this to actually Tim Claremont. I heard that you do this. Jason shared it with me, but I loved it, and I tweaked it a little bit. But in those fit calls, um, I talk about our four-step planning process, discover, design, deliver, and then dedicate. And I explain steps one through three are our client onboarding process. Step one, discover where you are right now, really get to know your situation. Step two, start to design where you wanna go, crunch all the numbers, review your taxes, your investments, your insurance, and every, all the planning you've done. And then in step three is where we're gonna deliver your comprehensive plan, share our recommendations, the strategies, the solutions, and how to implement with us. And then step four is our dedicated wealth management model. Now there's five components or tenants of this holistic wealth management process. Number one is your financial plan. So every year in the first part of the year, we're gonna be getting together and we're gonna update your financial plan. Number two is your investments in your rate of return. In the first part of the year, we're gonna be sitting in that meeting when we update your financial plan. We're also gonna update your investments in performance. Number three is tax management. We typically meet with all of our clients at the end of the year to review all of the tax management strategies that if we wait past December 31st at midnight, it's use it or lose it and they're gone forever. Number four is protection planning and number five is estate planning. So the first meeting of each year, we're gonna review your bucket plan, your financial plan, your investments in return. And then in our second meeting of the year, we're gonna review tax management, protection planning, and estate planning. And clients really get that. I mean, I thank you, Tim, for sharing, because I know you do something almost identical to it, but um, it, like the wow that comes out of there, we close out any end of year tax stuff, we've been writing a lot of life insurance, we've been doing some of this estate planning work in these meetings at the end of the year. So I think being able to articulate that on the fit call is incredibly important. Yeah, it's certainly part of setting the expectation of, uh, you know, the courting of what we're looking for and if we're the right fit for that particular uh, prospect. Absolutely. Because like you shared in the roundtable yesterday, I mean, at the end of the day, 
some of these people just aren't going to be the right fit for you. I mean, you don't want to go bog Jeff Warnkin or Brian Bibbo or somebody's time down with somebody who, you know, they're just coming in to expect pure tax planning work and there's no chance at the other services you guys offer. Yes, it's re you know, really important to weigh that out in that initial call uh, and determine if that's going to work. You got to hold the mic up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's still not, okay, there we go. There it is. So uh, let's ch turn it over to you, Charles. I mean, I know you've been on the tax background since as long as you've met C2P, being a CPA, um, had a tax preparation business. I'm sure you were always doing some level of tax planning as well. But Yeah, so uh, I started out uh, over 40 years ago, you know, as a CPA, and uh, basically, um, you know, about 20 years ago, got involved in financial planning. And, um, you know, when I took the tax management journey, I actually took it twice. Um, I really realized, like, wow, like, you know, we do more than just, you know, what other advisors do, which is asset management and asset risk. We actually do, you know, tax management, which really is a game changer when you really think about it. I mean, many people have um, accumulated the bulk of their savings in tax-deferred accounts. And uh, for the most part, uh, they have no exit strategy. So some of the tools that I use, you know, from the tax management journey has uh, really helped me convert people that normally I wouldn't have converted because I'd never really differentiated myself from other advisors. Um, uh, I've got some things to share. I don't know if now's the time. Yeah, but, please do. You know, for the most part, uh, I use the tax efficient funnel. Hold that for a second. And basically, you know, what I do is I say, hey, all, all money's not taxed the same, all right? We're, you know, we're looking at three funnels. And, and for the most part, um, you know, uh, I, I tell people they're in partnership with the IRS. And, um, you know, there yeah, might be time for a divorce. You know, you take all the risk on the way up. And when you take the distributions, you have a partner that basically can change the, the, the name, the rules of the game. I mean, right now, Dave just showed like all the rules that are changing and I wasn't even aware of half of them and I'm a CPA. Um, so the exit strategy is really important. Um, and, and for the most part, uh, you know, tax efficient versus tax uh, inefficiency. A lot of people have non-qualified accounts. And basically I can't stand when people are paying taxes on money that they're not spending. Those dollars can really be redirected to paying tax on Roth conversions. So it really fits in well with our bucket plan philosophy where if you have money in that soon bucket that you need to spend, if it's tax efficient, you're gonna be way ahead of the game. And tax advantage, I always thought like Roth conversions were the way to go, and they are for a lot of people, but it opened up my eyes to, hey, cash value life insurance is a really big deal, and uh, with all the education that I have, I haven't really been that educated on life insurance. And, Think about the people that we deal with. If we present it in such a way that they understand it, more and more people will embrace that. Um, and then I kind of like, you know, look at this uh, tax efficient retirement plan. And, you know, for the most part, green is good, red is bad. And really, like, the orange is where the opportunity lies because most of our clients are in the 22 to 25 to 35% tax bracket. And for the most part, I was a big David. Uh, McKnight advocate, power is zero. I try to get everybody in the 0% tax bracket. But going through the tax management journey, what I realized 
is that people don't have to be in the 0% tax bracket. They just have to be in the 10 or 12% tax bracket because most people don't even realize that when you're in that tax bracket, 10 to 12, the capital gains rate is zero. If you're in the highest bracket at 37%, the capital gains rate is 20%. So there's really a big difference in managing someone's income during retirement. Um, what else here? Oh, the other thing too is when you go from a 12% tax bracket to a 22% tax bracket, the increase is 83% when you do the math. So if you can save people 83% on their distributions, that's a real big deal. And then what I'm most proud of, and I stole this idea from Dave and probably Jason too, but one of the collegiums years ago, they indicated that you know they were at a bar having a couple drinks and Dave tried to integrate the bucket plan with the tax management journey. And what I did is I created something that I keep on my desk and it's really called the Joint Retirement Plan for Optimal Tax Efficiency. And what this does, it shows, you know, it puts numbers to the, like this process. So here's a married couple that for the most part need $150,000 a year in income, all right? And they're taking like 54,000 joint social security, that's their benefit. Uh, IRA distribution, 24 grand. And again, that could be taxed at ordinary income rates. Then we show like, hey, they're taking some money out of their post-tax accounts, cash, uh, tax-free municipal bonds, capital gains. And if we keep them in that 22% tax bracket, all those things are zero. And then lastly, they have like Roth IRAs of 30,000 are taken out per year, and maybe 12,000 from a life insurance policy that may have a long-term care benefit. So here's a couple with $150,000 a year of total income. Does anyone want to try to like, you know, tell me what their tax liability is? Just shout it out. What do you think? <laughs> it's not zero. It's actually $2,186, less than 2%, right? And here's the thing, if taxes do double, I think they're gonna be in good shape, right? And then lastly, on the other side, I have the same concept but it's for somebody that's single making 120, needing $120,000 a year. So these tools have been really like a godsend for me to communicate in an easy way to clients that really don't understand taxes. And um, it's, it's really opened up for me the opportunity to maybe target people that have large IREs. So my goal for 2023 is I'm going after people that are single that have at least a half a million dollars in their pre-tax accounts Married couples have a million dollars or more. And my goal was really in three years to double the value of my business, just with this particular concept, you know, the tax management journey. So if there's anyone in here that hasn't taken it, you know, definitely take it. It's well worth it. Awesome. Charles, you know, I, I'd be curious, just from your perspective of, a, you're a CPA, so you know taxes. Right. You just shared, you came through it twice, right? Like, what do you think you picked up differently the second time that, you know, as you kind of reflect back over coming through it twice? Well, I think the first time I did it was I did it for me to learn. But the second time I did it from the perspective of a client, like what can I actually use as a tool to make the clients understand this complex subject? And, uh, you know, these tools are just unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, and I love uh, just, you know, some of the visuals that you brought up. I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words. It just is. Um, it's like Adam shared in his roundtable yesterday, having the, the picture book instead of writing out your goals. It just is much more powerful. And there's one more that I didn't share with you, but I just want to show you. Um, 
let me just see what this is. So this is a tax-sensitive asset allocation. So basically, that's on the other side when you kind of teach them about how our progressive tax system works. And basically, what I just say is like, hey, you know, red is, red is bad, green is good. But really, the first two, you know, columns, you know, you're paying the highest tax rate, right? And the middle two columns, the tax rates are lower. And the last two columns, the tax rates are zero. And the goal of the tax management journey is over time to shift your assets from red to green. Yep. From red to green, as easy as that. So, you know, one of the great things, again, in talking about tax management is there's just always so much change going on. And change is what drives that management. Just look at the simple change of the increased standard deduction from 2022 to 2023. That increased standard deduction makes us have to go recalculate all those numbers. How much they should take out of their IRA, how much maybe we should blend out of a Roth or permanent insurance or harvest capital gains. And that's where I shared, like, if they're not a wealth management client, you just can't scale and deliver this type of stuff to a planning only type of client or a tax client or you know, anybody else that, that you can't actually control some of these decisions that happen. So thanks, Charles. Hammer, how about you? Kind of talk about the evolution for you. You shared a, a pretty bold statement yesterday that you said, uh, after coming through the tax management journey, this was one of the best things that's ever happened to your, your business. Um, I think you said, with me, it was the, I think I was involved in there a little yeah, bit. Uh, I, I think you said I was the best thing that ever happened to your business, but I can't yeah, it, was, it was recorded though, we'll go back I and give see. give him that compliment, then he tosses me under the bus and runs over me again, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think, you know, from our perspective in planning, it's, it's, you know, what is your value to the client and how can you create um, and motivate them and have them want to be with you, right? I'm, the management of the investments is critical, but that's not why they're going to come over. You know, so integrating the, the holistic is always our philosophy. The bucket plan philosophy is about positioning assets for purpose. And when you add the element of the tax management, why it's so critical uh, to have somebody that is aware of that. And, and you know, I, I tell people, my people in the audience here, I say it all time clients, I'm a boring planner. I like things being predictable because the only way that you're gonna enjoy retirement is if we create a smaller variance in the outcome. And how we do that is eliminate these risks, right? And you gotta quantify it. And tax planning is one of those ways to shrink the variance. And I tell people the biggest challenge coming into retirement is they get paralyzed. They're afraid to spend money because of all the what ifs. What if taxes go up? What if markets are volatile? You know, what if things, you know, inflation goes, I mean, these are all things that have questions and you need to answer those questions for them to get them to move. And the simple part of it is I do it in a way with taxes that doesn't berate who they're with, right? So their current advisor, I, I let them off the hook. I said, listen, the challenge with most advisors today is they're just not allowed to do the things that we can help you with. You know, their, their particular affiliations won't let them do this. And they're probably very, very good at accumulation, very good at wealth management. But unfortunately, the rules of the game change in distribution. And if they can't adapt with those rules, they're not going to be able to create the most value for you. And that's where the whole philosophy ties in, the bucket plan, you know, why you have different buckets. And then you start talking about conversions and having conversations. Now, listen. You don't have to have the conversation that Dave did with you with all the technical stuff of it, 
keep it very, very simple, you know, with them. And I love stories. I love telling stories and analogies. I, I start off a lot of appointments telling people, look, at some point, the conversation we're going to have today is going to probably turn into the conversation I have with my mechanic at times when he starts talking about things underneath the hood, right? And at that point, I just tell him, can you just fix the car? Because I don't understand what you're telling me anymore. So I tell him, look, we're going to open the hood today to talk about things. But, you know, anytime you want, tell me to shut that hood. And you don't have to worry about that engine afterward. You just have to know that we're going to constantly maintain that engine for you. And there's a couple things that we want you to be aware of to help maintain that plan. I was telling Dave, they actually tell me sometimes in appointments, can you just shut the hood? I don't need to hear that anymore. But that's that value proposition that they're not getting from their current advisors. And learn it, talk around it, because it's so critical. And you will, And the biggest, I think the biggest um, breakthrough, you know, because we talk quarterly. Dave, Jason, Bibbo, Workin, we get together on regular calls. And I think the biggest breakthrough was how you add the management. And the only way we're going to do the management is if you become a wealth management client, because otherwise we just can't be effective. And that's what we, we say now with the clients. You know, the best way we can help manage this, and I tell them all transparency, is if you become a wealth management client. Because this is a fluid process. Taxes are constantly changing. The rules of the game are constantly changing. In the last five years, the rules have changed more around taxes than my 30 years in this career, right? And that's, the, that's what's going to help them realize that I need to make a change. You know, the, not the self-doers to manage. Like Dave said, they're not going to understand the taxes. And you got to quantify it. You quantify it and show them ways, however, whatever you're using to analyze. I like simplicity, but you also got to quantify it in some type of software, in my opinion, to say, here's, here's what you're doing. Because with the tax management, we're not talking about performance, right? If I can show you a way to improve the potential outcome of your plan without talking about returns, is that value added? Absolutely. And they're not getting that from their other advisors. It's our, one of our uniques. We speak to it in all of our marketing. We speak to it in all of our appointments with our planning clients. And that's been a game changer. Awesome. And I have some questions here, but if you all have questions also, please feel free to raise your hand. They'll bring you a mic. I know, Jason, you have a comment or a question? You know, as you were talking, Greg, it's kind of like the coupling of investment management with tax management. That's the definition of wealth management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so, you know, I think there's two points just to kind of touch on some things Greg shared in some simple language. Like, I talk about when you go from accumulation to distribution in that money cycle, from a tax management standpoint, you go from a two-tax system to a three-tax system, right? In your, when you're in accumulation, there's, you're in a two-tax system. It's generally earned income or ordinary income, and it's capital gains, right? And those just have two tax systems that are associated with them. But when you go to retire, it gets potentially 33% more complex because you go to a three-tax system now, ordinary income, capital gains, and provisional income. And so you really need an advisor that can help you navigate going from a two-tax system to a three-tax system so that we can help you protect and keep more of your retirement assets. And the other thing that I wanted to share in the investment management side is like, there's such great innovation out there right now. Like I, I use heavily the dimensional uh, SMA, individual stock. Just 
Last week before I came, I did a step three delivery meeting with a prospective client. They had a $4 million IRA and they had a $3 million taxable trust account. And in that taxable trust account, they had one mutual fund from Vanguard, just one fund, right? And I started talking to them about the fact that the wealthiest of our clients don't put all of their non-qualified money in one fund. Why is that? Because when they buy one fund, it may be insanely diversified, but they only own the cost basis of one position. What I would rather do is instead of them buy one fund, take a unique strategy like an SMA and have somebody like DFA go buy 1,200 individual stocks. It still is the same asset composition as the one fund, but now what does my client get? Ownership in 1,200 individual cost basis. Now, those 1,200 are gonna fluctuate daily. And because of that fluctuation, we can create tax deductions by selling some that are going down, rebuying them before they go back up. And so there's these ways to create deductions, but that's through our tax management process as we think about your investment managements. And they were like, wow, that makes so much sense. I don't know why I've been sitting here in one fund this whole time when I could have been, been, been getting tax deductions along the way through that active tax loss harvesting process. So those are like really simple stories to be able to really sell. Like why own one cost basis when Vanguard's owning the other 1,200 and they're gonna make decisions on when to distribute that capital gain or loss to you Let's take that control over. It doesn't really cost you any more or less. So uh, go ahead, Greg. I just wanted to add one thing to that because we use the SMAs as well for the non-qualified accounts. You know, this tax season, they anticipate a large spill out again of capital gains that were built up in a lot of these top end funds because the conversation is simple with the client. They don't care about taxes. You know, mutual funds and investment company, their pure purpose is return right? They're not going to have any cognitive awareness or concerns about how it impacts your tax return. And you could tell them, hey, remember last year our capital gains were a lot higher than what you earned? Yes. Well, here's why. And here's why you need to be more efficient from a tax standpoint, because it's not what you make, right? It's what you keep. How about you, Nick? So we've been uh, teaching the taxes and retirement class for, I don't know, probably five years, maybe even started right after the first um, tax management journey. And in that, it's not just about teaching like the information to arm that do-it-yourself or to go home and, and utilize it themselves. It's really talking about the bigger picture of how the taxes affect the entire plan. And so we always talk about you can't have a good in income plan if you don't have good tax management. You can't have a good investment plan if you don't have good tax management. They go hand in hand and it makes a difference over time. And, and it just ties into that accumulation phase versus the distribution talking about competitors that don't give tax advice and can't, you know, I, I mean, there's a big firm, I won't say their name, but it rhymes with Bedward Bones. <laughs> and they don't even, they don't allow their reps to give even advice on how much to withhold in their IRA distribution, which is crazy to me. Um, and we talk about that and we just say, we're different, you know, and, and this is how we're different. We're going to help you. We're going to advise you. We're going to analyze this. And it's huge. I mean, we've gotten a lot of do-it-yourselfers as clients that bring their money over because they look at it and say, I can manage my money, but I don't know how to manage the taxes. I really have no clue. Um, and, and they need that proactive advice. And much like you were talking about, Dave, 
at the end of the year, fourth quarter, we're always meeting with our retired clients and saying, all right, what do we need to do tax-wise before the end of the year, more Roth conversions or tax loss harvesting, whatever it is. At that meeting, we're also talking about our plan for next year. And we're gonna say, okay, this is our plan for next year. Like right now, we're talking about, we're gonna do Roth conversions in the first quarter. We're not gonna wait until you know, later in the year. Um, and maybe we leave some room in there in case the market goes down further and we do more later. But we, we talked to them about, you know, it's, it's so much more difficult in retirement to manage your taxes. And like you said, Dave, it's like a two-tax system when you're working, it gets more complex. I mean, you, Social Security's taxed one way, capital gains, ordinary income. I mean, it's, it's, it all adds up and it's very confusing. And so when we build these income plans, year to year it could be very different where we're generating the income for a client. I mean, we had a client that first year of retirement, she had a bunch of capital gains. She didn't need a, a ton of income to live on, but we took zero percent and her tax rate was you know just state tax it was five percent in illinois and everything else was completely federally tax-free and then the next year it's different and and it's funny we, we mentioned that um which is just baffling very smart people do-it-yourselfers that have no clue that you can take you know zero percent capital gain all the way up to the top of the 12 percent bracket and in fact i think we mentioned it at one of our last um, afia classes we said, did you know you can take, you know, if you're married, over 100,000 of income and pay 0% federal tax? And a guy in the crowd said, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's true, and here's how you have to do it. But then we point out you have to be careful. It's not you can take all that gain and then also take your IRA distribution and your Social Security. You've got you to factor it all in and income stacking and things like that. So it really gets down to we're educating them, we're confusing them, unintentionally, but it is confusing. And just pointing out different things that can benefit them. You know, we ask, you know, how many people have HSAs here? And then we ask, did you know that's the best retirement income vehicle out there? What are you, what are you talking about? You know, triple tax free. And you can use that forever and you can grow that money. I don't know, I might have learned that one in the tax management journey. It's huge. And it just shows that you know these little things that can make a big difference that people are like, wow, how did I never hear about this before? Um, and then, you know, it's, Getting back to that big picture, we have a holistic graphic. It's like a wheel of you know, the six different components and, and just saying, you know what, people don't need an investment manager. Most people have an investment manager and do it on their own. Um, what they need is a leader. They need someone to lead them to coordinate the income, the investment management, uh, the legacy, the healthcare and insurance, and, and they just don't, they don't know that. You know? And until so you tell them, that's what we're gonna do for you. We're gonna lead you in all these areas so you don't make mistakes. You know, that's, that's our goal is that we're two steps ahead, you know, whether it's tax law changes or, you know, estate planning issues, whatever it might be, so that you don't have to worry about that. You can just relax in retirement, enjoy yourselves. If you want to be heavily involved in the investment management side, great. I mean, you have to bring the money here, but you can be heavily involved. And then the stuff that you're not an expert on, we're going to take care of it, and, and we're going to do this together. Uh, obviously, we all love the clients that just say, you know what, I, I don't... I don't, I don't want to be involved at all. You just, you just run it. You do everything. Tell me what I need to do. But that's just not a reality with every client you sit in front of. And we love the really intelligent ones because sometimes we get ideas from them, <laughs> whether it's an investment idea or, or otherwise. Um, but they understand and they value what we do a lot. And then typically we get referrals that way. Uh, so it's been a game changer. I took one of the first ones. I think it might have been the second class in 2019. I took the tax management journey again two years ago. No, last year. It was virtual, um, sending other team members on, on upcoming uh, classes. They're just so valuable, and I think a ton changed from the first one to the last year. 
not, not just in the tax code, but the way they're delivering, like the tax management message. I mean, that's huge. Um, oh, one other line we use uh, that's pretty good in yeah, FIA classes, and I, I don't know where I stole it, it might have been you, Hammer, um, was that there's a, there's a survey done by the AI, AICPA organization a few years back, and they surveyed thousands of CPAs and said, you give forward-looking tax planning advice. And 80% of them said no. They just do the return. And so we call them historians. Because hmm. you're going to meet with them in you know, February, March, or April, and they can't change much about the, the previous year. They can get your, your deductions, your credits, but they really can't change anything else. And they're not even giving you advice. So if your CPA is not giving you the advice, and then if you look on your brokerage statement at the bottom, it says, we do not give tax advice, consult your accountant. Well, if your advisor's not giving you the advice, and your accountant's not giving you the advice, where are you getting it? Um, and so that seems to resonate with people, and there's a lot of, aha, like, wow, I, I had no idea that taxes are this confusing when I'm supposed to be enjoying retirement. Um, and it's been, it's been a differentiator for sure. That's awesome. So, yeah, so a lot of CPAs who do tax planning, they do tax planning for their business clients, not their individual clients. This past two years, I gave, gave away about 200 tax returns because I knew they wouldn't be profitable in terms of, you know, wealth management relationships. And I met the guy like maybe a year later, you know, we were having like dinner together. And I said, how did it go? He says, I can't make any money off of these people. And I said, why? He says, well, you know, they don't really want tax planning or if they even need it, they're not willing to pay. So, you know, there's a big opportunity for advisors that, you know, feel comfortable with, you know, presenting this material to their clients to really like gather assets and really help people in a, you know, a very, uh, very big way. Yeah, I just want to unpack a couple things you guys shared in a little more detail. Like, one of the questions that I always get is like, how do you actually go scale this process with all of your clients where like, you know, I think every one of us is doing an annual review with our client, but adding this kind of goes to two meetings per year. And I would share like, for me, this is only our blue diamond or diamond clients. Like, those are the ones who really need tax management, and those are the ones who are coming to your business for tax management. Like, if they're a Ruby or an Opal, like, they're, it, it's a little bit more reactive with those people. Um, but, like, even just going into Nick's example on why, like, that end of your meeting is so important, just in the last three or four weeks, I found three of my clients that hadn't set up their enrollment benefits to max out their HSA. These people are in a 37% federal rate and a 13% state rate, 50% income tax. To take that money from, you know, fully taxable ordinary income to never taxed in the HSA, I joke with them and say, look at this, the 30 minutes we spent together already saved you $3,500 or whatever it is, right? So quantifying that in these meetings with them is, is enormous. Um, to continue to just kind of beat that, that, tr that drum over and over. Um, and then the last thing that I just want to share in kind of transitioning, one of the one-liners that, that I use quite frequently, and I want to kind of pivot this into hearing, you know, maybe some of the things you all are doing in like discussing tax management with prospects to differentiate yourself is, you know, I share with clients tax planning is where we really just look at your situation this year to try to figure out how to save you in taxes, right? But tax management is where we're focused on reducing your lifetime taxes. 
because taxes are going to be most likely the biggest capital outlay you have from today going forward for the rest of your life. I know they will be for me. I'm sure they are for all of you. The reality of it is, it's gonna be a big part of where our wealth goes to the IRS. And so our tax management process is where we're not just looking at this year. Of course, this year we wanna to try to save you as much as we can in taxes, and we're gonna do some planning around that. But when you become a tax management client or when you become a wealth management client, part of our tax management process, again, is like thinking like a game of chess. What's gonna happen three, four, five, 15, 20 years down the road so that we could ultimately maximize your wealth to the two of you while you're in retirement and then to your family amongst your passing? Because when you pass away, your beneficiaries might be shocked at how much of this money is gonna to go to Uncle Sam instead of to them. And we wanna have a strategy for that in place. And so that really is the heart of tax management is reducing and mitigating their lifetime taxes. But go ahead and, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, and I think, Kenny, to your point, you know, quantify the number that you're saving them or what they could pay. That's, that's what seems to hit, hit home uh, more often. We had a prospect recently that we were projecting out their IRAs at 72, and it was like $5 million, and quantified their total income. And he said, if you don't do anything about this, you're going to pay an extra 35000 whatever the number was. It, was. it was a big number in tax dollars, not extra income, but you're going to pay an extra thirty-five grand in taxes. And he just said, like right there, like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, help me figure that out. Because um, that's when you get right to that pain point of, can you imagine you have to write an extra check for 35 grand because the IRS makes you take these distributions and it, it gets them to act because nobody wants to pay that tax bill. If there's something they can do now to limit that, and we tell them, maybe we can turn that into 20 grand or less once you factor in getting it into the Roth, future growth, it will never be taxed again. So just giving them hard numbers that are specific to them or even in like our tax and retirement, we draw on the board, just a basic Roth conversion example, you know, and, and just, all right, would you rather pay 45,000 in tax in a few years or 20,000 this year? Um, so it's, that's huge. And then, you know, the tax rates are on sale, uh, focusing on that. And we hope we have three more years with these current tax rates. You never know. Something could get pushed through and change it. But um, just kind of the urgency of it has helped a lot, too. Yeah. Like, we don't know, you know, the next few years. So let's, let's be proactive now. And the market's down. There's just no better time when the market's down to do that conversion. And I, I just would follow up on kind of two quick points on that. Like one of the things that I share when I'm talking about the tax efficient funnels is I say, like if I'm meeting with like a 50, 55, 60 year old, somebody before retirement of, or of course even younger than that, is I'd say, if my 75 year old clients can jump in a time machine and go back to when they were 55, 60 or 70, here's the one thing I feel like they would want to do. They would, have wanted, they would not have wanted to accumulate all their money in this pre-tax funnel they would be much more, um, uh, they would be happier if they had some tax diversification into these other two funnels. Because by the time you get to 72, now you have this forced income. You have no control over it. It causes tax on your social security benefit, causes tax on your Medicare. It causes issues later on. And so again, if I'm sitting down with a 45, 50, 55, 60 year old, and so much of their wealth is in that pre-tax funnel, I'm using that time machine analogy to really kind of bring them to say like, listen, I meet with these clients that are 75. It's a challenge at this point. You have time on your horizon now to fix these things. And 
thank goodness you got in here and met with me now so we can start putting these strategies into place over the next five or 10 years. Yeah, so uh, we use like a retirement analyzer as a software. And what we do is we'll do a basic financial plan without tax planning in it. And then we'll actually put in Roth conversions or whatever, we'll copy that and put that in there. And that's what we'll present to the client. And it's easy to quantify and it's amazing uh, it's all over the place. I mean, you might have people with large qualified accounts that really need that money to live off of because they don't have a lot of non-qualified assets. So you can't just um, wing it, so to speak. You really have to back test it. I've seen cases where, um, I'm working on a current case now, they have like $1.2 million. It's all in qualified funds. And because they need the money to live off of, they're not going to do that as many Roth conversions in their tax savings. This is as substantial. But I love that program. Caleb introduced me to it. Uh, I don't know if anyone in the, in, in the you know, audience uses it, but it's really like pretty simple to use, and you can really quantify that number. And I've seen tax savings like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, really depending upon the facts and circumstances. So. Um, you know, just, just by input, it, like the tax savings can be substantial. Um, yeah, I think what both these guys say, you know, being able to quantify it, but the sense of urgency, I mean, without an act of Congress, taxes are going up in 2026, is, is, is simply how I phrase it. And I'll go through with a very simple story that's relatable, right? I said, let's say you're just going to, you know, go into your living room, you're going to kind of give it a facelift, right? You're going to paint it, you're going to change some of the drapes, you're going to turn over your furniture, and, you know, you're a planner. So you get all the stuff organized, and you find the couch that you want. You know it's the exact couch you want, costs $2,000, but you're not going to buy it right away because I don't want to walk around it in the garage for two weeks until I get everything else done, right? So I know what it is. I got it in my cart. I'm not going to get it yet, but then tomorrow morning I open up the paper, and it's on sale. That 2,000 couch is now $1,200. What are you going to do? You're going to go buy the couch, right? You're going to walk around it for two weeks. Well, taxes are on sale. You know, that's the, that's the simple message that you want to share with your client. It's a pure arbitration right now between what the rates are today and where I believe most people feel they're going to land, right? So it's the hardest part of it. And I tell people, look, I understand your struggle. You don't want to pay the taxes. But understand this. You're going to pay the taxes. It's just a matter of how much. And it, it resounds, they just, they, they have a hard time connecting with that. It's almost like an epiphany to them sometimes. It's like, I guess I am. And that's what's going to motivate them. And that's your job, to be quite honest. That's what you should be emphasizing with the clients. And that's the value you need to bring to that client because they need that value. And that's how you're going to gain their confidence. And that's how you're going to build the relationship because they're not getting that right now. Yeah, and I think like one thing that I keep at my desk at all times for every meeting I do is Ed Slot's book, The Retirement Tax Time Bomb and How to Diffuse It. And the only reason I keep it at that desk is on that Zoom meeting when I start talking about this, all I do is hold it up to the camera and all I want that prospect to do is read the title of that book, The Retirement Tax Savings Time Bomb and How to Diffuse It. And I just share, this is the top IRA expert in the country, and here's the title of his book. We need to figure out how to diffuse this. You've gone down this route, now you have a seven-figure retirement account. It's the worst vehicle to accumulate assets in 
at a certain point in your life when you've accumulated, you can over-accumulate in them. They were never meant to build three, four, five, six million dollars in assets in a retirement plan. And I'd say everybody get a copy of that book and just, it'll, just the title will help motivate people to move forward. So. I found too that doing the tax management, you sell more life insurance, it's just easier because they understand the Roth conversions, they understand everything, and then you go, hey, there's this other asset class that we can build tax-free income. And oh, if you don't use it all or you don't you know, use any of it, it's gonna pass tax-free to your family. And we can throw in long-term care writers. There's so much, you know, so many things that are possible with that. But once they really see that you're building this whole entire plan and then you come up with an idea like life insurance, they're just gonna follow. They're gonna listen to you and take your advice. We have um, a new couple we started working with over the last year. They were referred to us, and we did an annuity for their soon bucket, and they said, God, I never thought I was gonna buy an annuity, but I can't believe, you know, I, I can't believe I, I wouldn't. You know, it's, it's just too good for the plan. And then later on, we went into selling them an IUL. And he's like, God, I'm 63, I never thought I'd buy life insurance, but I'm silly if I don't. You know, so it's not about the product, it's about building that plan and the trust, and, and the more you know and the more you can help them with, it just it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and systematizing it. I mean, I think if you've come through the last tax management journey, one of the new things I added that I've been doing with my clients for a long time is just talking about the order of money and savings and how they should structure their savings plan. And you know, when they get to a certain extent, like there's no other place to put some of this excess savings other than life insurance if you want to build cash-free future assets, right? The, the Roth has a max. The HSA has a max. Those, the 529s technically have a match, right? And there's just one thing left. And so by default, it starts to sell itself for the right types of clients. Um, and if you just kind of systematize it, it's just going through the checklist. All right, we've already done the right retirement account contributions. We've already done your Roth and your backdoor Roth and your mega backdoor Roth. We've already built a diversified plan to save and build non-qualified money. Now let's look at the funnels. Where else do we go? and it just starts to systematize and sell itself. Yeah, a few points, Dave, that I can add, um, you know, on the right fit calls. Um, I really use that funnels of taxation when I'm gathering that, uh, uh, you know, asset snapshot. Uh, it allows me to start educating, which kind of gives you that trust build that you really need on that call. And then, um, you know, what I find a lot of times is, you know, with potential uh, prospects, uh, that don't have any players on their team yet, they do what they know or they do what they think they should do. And it's really they're plugging away a lot of times in that pre-tax area. So I can bring up that conversation when I see those uh, about the money cycle, the different phases and the biggest mistakes, as well as, um, you know, the tax time bomb. So you're stirring some of that emotion, which is really what you need to do to get them to move or get them to act. So, um, you know, that's part of that trust build and tying in some of that education we use, which is then again just reiterated once they do get in front of that expert uh, that we line them up with. Awesome. And words matter. I mean, if you all are doing your own fit calls, some of these words of going from a two-tax system to a three-tax system, that's the stuff you put into the conversations in those fit calls to just make them start having these aha moments of how critical this stuff is. So. Um, thanks for sharing that, Gary. Um, I just want to mention too. A lot of times, you know, people come up to me like I don't know anything. You know, I, I don't want to, 
get into a situation where I can't make the answers. Well, think about this for a second. If, if you are a part of this community and you get exposed to it and you're uncomfortable with it and you don't know the value of doing all this tax planning, how do you think your client feels, right? So borrow the relationships that you have in this room. Say, hey, we're going to look at introducing some tax planning concepts. I'm not necessarily the full expert. Be transparent. But I have a community, I have an organization that can help me bring value, and I'd like to look at the value of Roth conversions. And here's some of the things. Borrow the teams. I mean, they have people now that develop the plans, right, a PCA for you. They'll help you, you know, illustrate it. They'll help you learn how to present. Borrow us. Well, any of us, I think, would be more than willing to help. Take the dive into the deep end of the pool, you guys. I mean, it's a value that adds to your practice, and it's going to help you build stronger relationships with those clients because they're, they're not going to leave because they're not going to get this value with anybody else. Awesome. Any insight you guys could give on just like marketing this? Like, I think we've shared a lot of like great one-liners and things we use in person, but anything you guys are doing, I know Hammer, you guys have really established this as like one of your three uniques, um, but. Yeah, and so simply to add it, right, um, when, the way we structure our events, whether we're using eight digit, whether we're using AFIA, um, we do a lineup of presentations. So the AFIA will have three events. It'll be Social Security, it'll be Taxes and Retirements, and it'll be Medicare. And we'll do the same thing with the eight digit, and it's gonna present more of that holistic picture, and we'll get people to attend all three events. And then they're coming in completely different mindset as to what the value add is. And we introduce them all through the fit call as well. And you know, when you're, it's just a matter of making it part of your value proposition. You're gonna talk about it and grain it. We add it in all of our marketing. We're looking at ways to continue to add to it. I know we have the new presentation that we're putting together. We're, we're creating small onboarding videos right now. Um, just having that simple conversation, the historian, you know, the, the architect and the general contractor. We're creating the short little video, 10 minutes to put out to clients. You know, these are some of the things. You just gotta, you know, find simple ways to do it and, and create awareness with your clients because it will add the value. So I'm ex actually excited about that, Dave. We're gonna try to do some more presentations and around that, that new opportunity that we're gonna have for you guys. Yeah, I think, you know, the seminar that our marketing team is working on, I'll get to you in one second here, Scott. Uh, the seminar the new marketing team is working on. I also put together just a foundations of tax for like it's super high level simple to get out there of like how do you create deductions, how do you create credits, like just some of the bare bones basics. I think pushing this content out. The other thing I shared at the last tax management journey is something that I've done is Every one of those stops on the tax management journey, I record into a little video. So recorded one on understanding the order of money and then the order in accumulation and then the order in distribution. Recorded one on measuring your bracket. Recording one on tax sensitive asset allocation. Like all of those things are little pieces of content you can get up on YouTube that are gonna make consumers who are searching for this stuff come find you. And the other thing that it does is because they're in short, digestible, more kind of short form video is like I send this stuff to clients. So like if I'm going from a step two design meeting into step three deliver, and I know I'm gonna be positioning like a LERP strategy, that client's gonna get my video on understanding the order of money in accumulation. 
And I get on, like Jason, one of my clients that we recently, uh, well, we've just taken two apps for $30,000 each for him and his wife into an IUL policy. And when I got to deliver, I showed him his bucket plan. We repositioned his assets. In the later bucket, we had this LERP strategy. And I was like, hey, I want to walk you through this. And he was like, oh, I mean, go ahead, but I got your video. Like, we're all in. Like, it's good. And I was like, but yeah, you're all in, but you need to understand how this thing still works, right? And like, those things will help you get people to say yes and move forward a lot quicker. Um, and we're developing out scripts on a lot of that. So you can sit in front of your camera and just record some of that content to be able to go and reuse. Yeah, and, and know when you're out of your element, right? We had a large opportunity in our office. First thing I did was call Dave. I said, Dave, hey, who could we bring in? And I got so excited. I started talking about all like irrevocable trusts and charitable trusts and dynasty trusts. And Hammer goes, Dave, shut the engine. Shut the hood. Shut, Shut the, the hood. hood. <laughs> and he said, just come on the appointment with me and the client. And we did, and we won the client. He's a $30 million client. Yeah, so, I mean, the opportunity will be there, right, um, when he sells his portion of the hospital, but working with some of the connections and inroads through the community. Borrow the community, you guys. That's the biggest value add to this. You have people in this room that have knowledge. Borrow it, steal it, you know, blindside them, whatever you got to do. Just get the information. Make it your own. They say, if you say it three times, it's yours. You know, so I mean. That's all right, say it three times. Hey Dave, just curious um, how you helped Hammer close that case. Is that available for anyone or is it just PCA? Yeah, PCA, IAR. So oh, okay. like Thanks. Hammer just Thanks brings me time. in and says, you see PCA is our compliance disclosure. This is Dave, he's the president. He specializes in ultra high net worth clients. And we've done that. I mean, Joe Salerno brought me in. What it, uh, Emil's, what did we get? Like 18 million or so a few years back. So. Uh, John Dowd with Graces, um, so I love doing that stuff. Johnny's brought me in a few times, but Scott, go ahead. This uh, tax management planning is huge. You know, I think everybody could look at a takeaway in your elevator speech and what do you do? I do tax management, you explain the difference between tax planning and it involves entire wealth management, but I just think this is, it's huge for setting us, setting us apart and the lifetime taxes. That's my takeaway. You know, we do tax management and lifetime taxes. And I have been talking, any of you that do farmers, we do farmer returns, and they're always prepaying, deferring forward. So we're, I know one of the few we're talking about, well, you know, on 1126, if we're sitting here in the fall and you're telling, deciding how much you're going to prepay, you're going to pay 40% more the next year when you figure in the QBI and the tax rates and say, what, what's going to be your plan then? So like, well, maybe we need to start dealing with this now. And I'm actually uh, doing a presentation to a corn growers group in March. And while I'm here, I've been working at the, with the help of all of you, putting together my PowerPoint. So if, if any of you work with farmers and are interested, once I have that together, I'd be glad to share it. But it's a lot of these points about the, and I had, I had it titled, The Coming Tax Tsunami. <laughs> I think I'm gonna change it to the coming tax time bomb. There you go. So, and to show that and say, and the estate taxes, here we are, they're gonna go down. And so I think that fits right into this. And for me, it's going to be, talk to them, tax planning is this year's taxes. What are you doing about your lifetime taxes and your wealth management, your tax management? Awesome. Any other questions? Thanks, Scott. Oh, one, Jamie. Can we get Jamie a mic up here in the front row, please? I can do that. HSAs, do we have that like on our platform, or do we have to 
So at PCA, we have a, the Fidelity HSA plan on our platform. Uh, they're the top in the industry right now. But you know, a lot of times, employers will dictate who the HSA company is. And so um, I haven't seen a ton of them where it's like totally open architecture where go find your own HSA provider. A lot of times, they're coordinated with the health plan. But if it does, or if a client's amassed substantial funds in an HSA and, and you want to, you know, potentially they have the ability to roll it over, the Fidelity plan is the one we use at PCA. Dave, just to piggyback on what you were saying about defining how much you're saving the client, you know, with that HSA at a $7,000 contribution, it was $3,500 in taxes. If you factor that 20 years of compounding tax-free, you know, at 8%, that thing will grow to $35,000 with a $10,000 savings in tax bill there. I know, and it looks even better if you do it at 15% returns. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you just tell us a little more about some of the consumer-facing stuff that's gonna be coming, when you expect it out, and all the seminar stuff that we can uh, use that you're coming up with on the tax management? Yeah, um, I can't do release dates. Matt cites, I would say, if you want to chat about that, Matt and his team are running with it, but um, there's a consumer-facing seminar that's going to be really focused around the difference of tax preparation, tax planning, and tax management, and why you need an advisor that can deliver tax management. I know they're working on some white, go ahead, Matt. Yep, okay, this picked up. Um, and I apologize, I'm losing my voice, obviously. Uh, we, we're going to have the videos that Dave mentioned. We're also breaking down into micro videos. Actually, Greg Hammer's been a great help uh, with those as well. I want to give the shout out to Greg for his assistance there. So you'll have the, the descriptive ones that Dave is working on, breaking down the smaller ones. Uh, there's a couple different PowerPoints we're working on, and then we'll be breaking those down into additional content so that we can package everything for you. So not just the seminar itself, but the nurturing that will come after it. So it's the, the closing and the follow-up that comes after the seminar to help get them all the way into your pipeline. Awesome, thanks. Tax management journey in my hometown of Charleston, 25th and 26th. Love to see you all. I'll be feverishly working on some new content for it. Uh, that's how I'll spend my, my holiday, reading tax <laughs> updates and going and updating some new, some new ideas for you all. The Rainmaker Multiplier On-Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.